In this episode, we're gonna talk about four irresistible traits of speakers who connect with their audience. If you are a speaker, if you're a preacher, you know the value of making that human connection. That when people see you up there speaking, they think this person gets me, they understand me, they can relate to me. That is a powerful, powerful trait. And there are four things that you can do to become somewhat irresistible when you speak. And that's why in this episode, we are going to dive into all of that. Before we do, I wanna mention the elephant in the room. I am walking on a treadmill. I'm trying to get about 30,000 steps a day, which requires me to walk through just about every meeting I have. So as you and I meet on this video and in this episode, I'm just gonna be walking. Hope it's not too distracting. All right, so we're gonna dive into the four irresistible traits of speakers who connect. This is a article that I wrote back in February of 2016. Recently, my church hosted a leadership conference to encourage and equip our lay leaders and staff. One of the speakers at the event, Nikki, impacted me with her engaging presentation. So this was a breakout session that this person spoke at and it was really, really well done. And so I jotted some notes down and they are principles that were true in that talk and they're true across the board. She spoke for nearly an hour training our leaders how to do ministry effectively in our context. About halfway through her presentation, I had filled my page with notes and was eager for more. That's that's one of the hallmarks of an engaging presentation. I'm taking notes and I wanna hear more. I started to think about what made the experience so captivating. I turned the page over and over and jotted down some notes that I wanna share with you. Nikki embodied the four <clears throat> irresistible traits of speakers who connect with their audience. So there are four things and I'm gonna give you all four then we're gonna walk back through them. So speakers who connect in an irresistible way, they do four things. Number one, they relate to their audience. Number two, they show they are transparent, honest, and opened. Number three, they seek to disarm their audience. And number four, they use humor well. All right, so we're gonna walk through all four of these. So number one, they relate to their audience. Irresistible speakers know how to relate to their audience. They understand the need people have to feel understood. And they make an effort to demonstrate to their listeners that they get them. When Nikki spoke that day, it impacted me because I was convinced that she understood me. The subject matter was sensitive and controversial. This particular breakout session that she was talking about had some things in it that could be sensitive, controversial, different opinions on it. So it was, it was touchy what she was jumping into. She was speaking as an authority on the, on the subject. So if I didn't think she understood where I was coming from, I wouldn't have trusted her and listened as closely. So the question here is, how are you demonstrating to your listeners that you understand them? Because as I said, if I had been in this situation with what she was talking about and I didn't think that she understood me, it would have been, I would have put up walls. Instead of leaning in closer and leaning forward, I would have put up barriers and said, I don't know if I can trust this situation. I don't know if I can trust this person. So she had to show that she can relate to me, that she understands me. When a new person walks into your church, what impression would they have of you after listening to your sermon? Would they say, the preacher understands where I'm coming from? Or would they say, the preacher doesn't have a clue? If you don't know the answer to this question, ask around. Ask people who aren't your friends and aren't afraid of hurting your feelings, or maybe ask your friends because they may be the ones <laughs> most capable of hurting your feelings. But just say, listen, don't worry about hurting my feelings. I wanna know, am I relatable? How am I relatable? What am I saying that might make me somewhat unrelatable? 
What can I do to be more relatable? That's an important question to ask. Number two, speakers who connect show they are transparent, honest, and open. Great speakers understand how much people need to see they're a real person. They want to know that you've walked through what they're walking through, that you're willing to show your humanity. I love how Craig Rochelle says that people will be inspired by your discipline, but they're, they relate to your humanity, and you have to have both. A lot of times pastors have this struggle between, do I show my struggles to the extent that people can really connect with me as a person that I'm just, I'm only human, I have the same struggles they do, and yes, that's true, you should, but they struggle to show that, yes, th this life works, <laughs> you know, following Jesus works. I do have spiritual victories and I am a disciplined person. I do have the fruit of the spirit. I am self-controlled. Those are important to show too. And what Craig talks about is how if you show one, if you show that you're disciplined, that inspires people. They say, wow, I really want to be like that guy. But if you show your humanity, they say, he's just like me or she's just like me. And both of those things are needed in order to reach out and connect on a human level, to be transparent, open, and honest. Because Nikki was so upfront and honest, it created a safe place for all of us to be honest and bear our souls because she led the way. Does your church have a vision of you standing at the top of a mountain with your cape flapping in the wind like you're Superman? Do they see you as a super Christian who never struggles with real life stuff? If so, they don't know you. They don't know you because you haven't let them in. Your preaching would go to the next level if you opened up a bit. Try showing your humanity and demonstrating what it looks like to, see, to seek God as a real person. Not seek God just as a professional Christian, as a pastor, as someone who gets paid to seek God. But seek God as someone who just loves God and has a relationship with him. This is not easy given that most people don't understand pastors, but it's worth the effort. So I talked about this in a previous episode that a lot of times pastors struggle because we are misunderstood. As soon as you come out with, hey, I'm a pastor, people immediately start censoring their language. They start, they, they, they can become the most religious person you've ever met, even though five seconds ago they weren't, or they can shut down entirely and just avoid you because they're afraid that you might be judging them. Whatever the case, it can get hairy and that tension, that, that, Stigma carries itself into the pulpit as well, where people are making those judgments from your pews in the same way that they do in real life. They just aren't, you can't see it as easily. So the more you can show your humanity and show that, hey, I am just a person trying to follow Jesus just like you, it can go a long way to showing that you are open, transparent, and honest. So number three, speakers that engage in an irresistible way seek to disarm their audience. In a preaching context, especially people, in a, in a preaching context especially, people tend to be on edge. Preachers deal with heaviness of life and sometimes people don't wanna delve into the depths. Great speakers and preachers know it's their job to disarm some of that edginess so that the listeners open up. I talk about this a lot, this paradox of disarming and engaging how important it is that people, when they come into your church, that you are doing the best you can to disarm them. This happens in the parking lot. It happens when uh, they check their kids into the kids' ministry. It happens when they're shown where they can sit. It happens how people engage them when they walk up to the door. All of those things are part of that disarming that happens where they're kind of shown that, hey, we, th we thought this through. We're glad you're here. We, we care about your experience. We want this to be something that is a positive experience for you. If your church does its job 
disarming and you as the speaker do your job to disarm people. And a lot of that goes back to what we just talked about, relating to your audience, showing your humanity, that you're transparent, open and honest. All of that works to disarm your audience. You can then lean into that and engage them with spiritual truth. You can build tension. You can do all the things that really kind of make people kind of come closer and lean in and listen closer. Nikki was purposeful about making sure we knew it was okay to work out our issues and be vulnerable. Given the topic, we might have felt a little in the defensive, but she was two steps ahead of the audience thinking through what might make us armed and seeking to disarm us and invite us into the conversation. And that's important. I talk about this in other videos that preaching is a monologue and the more you can make it a dialogue, the better. The way you make it a dialogue is you have to understand what your audience is thinking and you have to give them a voice by speaking for them, by, by saying like you might be experiencing this or you might be thinking this or this is the tension that you might feel about this or this is the question you might have or the opposition you might have. And you have to treat that like you would in a conversation. If you were sitting down and having a conversation with someone and they gave you their opinion, you wouldn't say, well, that's stupid. What do you know? You would be, unless you're like a jerk of a person, you wouldn't do that. You would be polite you would, try to, you would seek to understand first, listen first, and then explain your position. The same thing happens in preaching, in effective preaching, where even though it is a monologue, you seek to make it a dialogue by helping give them a voice. That way they feel heard, they feel understood, and they're way more likely to lean into what you're saying and listen to you. So in your next sermon, think through all the reasons people may not be listening. Consider all the reasons people may be on edge. Get inside their hearts and minds and think through what it would take to reach them. I'm convinced that what separates irresistible preaching from mediocrity is when the preacher thinks through these details and makes a purposeful plan to connect, which by the way, one of the best ways to make sure that you have a purposeful plan to connect to your listeners in your preaching is to have a great plan for your sermon. And I can help you with that over at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. You can go there to pick up your free 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling, powerful message that does these things. So go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. It's totally free. It's my gift to you just for coming by and saying, hey. Number four, speakers that connect, use humor well. Some of the most engaging speakers I've heard have a masterful wit. They're just plain funny and they know how to work a crowd. If I'm laughing, think about this. If I'm laughing, I'm paying attention. If your audience is laughing, they're paying attention. You, you only laugh at things that you hear and pay attention to. So if you can get them to laugh, that means that they are paying attention. If I'm laughing, I'm happy, right? I've, I've never seen a person laughing and, and unhappy in that moment. If I'm laughing, I'm open. All of that kind of happens in one minute just by being engaging in a way that is humorous and witty and genuinely makes people laugh. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a comedian, you have to be up there you know, telling jokes, that may not be your style, but learn how to infuse humor into what you're doing and you will relate to your audience in a way that's irresistible. There are a few things that work to a speaker's favor more than being truly funny. Nikki was funny from the start to the finish. She brought humor in to relieve the tension and refocus people. 
Her timely use of humor is one of the reasons her talk didn't seem as long as it was. So those are the four traits that I saw in that speaker that day. I believe that if those traits are mastered, a speaker can become irresistible. So the question is, which one of those traits comes more naturally to you? Do you have just innate ability to relate to your audience? I would lean into that if it's a strength. If you are really good at showing your transparency, your honesty, your openness, your humanity, lean into that and really master that. Really lean into that strength. If your job, if you, if you are really good at disarming people and you do it very well and you know how to put people at ease, then do that. And by all means, if you're funny, lean into that because it is a powerful tool. Now, it, it would really do, do you well to work on all of these, but really lean into the ones that you're really strong at and try your best to kind of bring the other ones up to a reasonable level. So let's say that you're you're really open and transparency, you're, you're really open and transparent, but using humor is just not your thing. You can still learn different things about what makes people laugh, what eases the tension. That's really all that humor is is to do. It's to connect and to ease the tension of the room. You can learn that. It can be a learned skill and you can do it and it will go a long way in your message. If you don't know how to disarm people, you can do that. You can learn how to disarm your audience by inviting them to lean in, by giving them permission to disagree with you. All of those things are part of the process, but my encouragement to you would be get the 21 day guide, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days and work on building your sermon and infusing these four traits into it. And you're going to find that you'll connect at a deeper level. That's it for today. I'll see you next week here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.